down in the den. So go tell a friend. The best podcast on earth is about to begin. We got jokes and news and movie reviews. After Dark NC-17 with the crew. Interviews with the best artists around. So like, comment, subscribe. The show's starting right now. Let's go. Like, comment, subscribe. The show's starting right now. Welcome to Down in the Den. It's your boy Mars, and we are back with another fantastic episode. And today with me, I have an artist. She is super dope. She's a true R&B artist. She's a little bit of black girl magic in the most way. Welcome to the Den, Ioka. Ioka, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you. You're one of the coolest people we've come across, so I'm very, very happy to have you here in the den. So it's a tradition here in the den to get the audience familiar with you so they can know your story. I always say all heroes have an origin story, be it a bug bite or be it a dose of gamma radiation. Every hero has an origin story on how they became who they became. Tell the den mates, how did Ioka become Ioka? What's your origin story? So here's my anti-hero villain origin story. Yeah, okay. I love that too. <laughs> All right. So um, when I was younger, like I was into like music a lot. And so I started learning how to play instruments. And then like it kind of just went into like doing more. So I started like doing like spoken word and things like that. I learned how to play like six instruments. Um, I didn't think I was a singer. So like I was just like, you know, whatever. I like singing. I always liked it. But there was one time that we were on a road trip to Canada, right, with my church. And so Casey and JoJo was out. I was like seven years old or something. And so I was like, look, I love this song. And I started singing it. And nobody responded and the pastor act like he was asleep. So I was like, okay, I won't do that again. So I was like, let me just learn my instruments and mind my fucking business. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't really like get into it until like sixth grade. I had a piano um, teacher and he was like, uh, sing that note, sing this note. He was like, you have a great speaking voice. I think you can sing. Uh, you can do lessons if you want. And I was like, okay. And I was like, he's weird. And I was just ignored him. And so then, um, I went to college and um, some of my friends were in the concert choir. And so then um, I'm just like fucking around singing with them. Am I allowed to curse? Absolutely. Absolutely. Or okay. hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. Okay. So basically they were like in the concert choir. And so I was like, oh, this is fun. And so then I started singing a little bit and, you know, I was like Christian for a time. And so I had joy, like, um, they wanted me on the praise team. Like, I was like, okay, I didn't know I could sing like that. So I like, cause people would be like, oh yeah, I didn't know you could sing. And I'm like, I can't, you know, but I was like in denial or something because of my seven, uh, Casey and Jojo trauma or whatever. That so, trauma, that trauma gets you every time. <laughs> so then I um, decided to switch my major from psychology to music education just because I'm a Libra and that's what we do. And so September 30th, Libra gang. September 25th. Hey, there you go. Happy early birthday. You too. Thank you. So yeah. So basically when I went to switch my major to music education, they were like, yeah, you have to join one of the choirs. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that I had to do all that. So I went in there and, uh, for my audition and he had me sing notes and then he was like, well, 
You could be anything from alto two to soprano one. What do you want to be? And I was just like, I don't know. So I was like, soprano two. <laughs> Cause I was like, okay. And so um, that's how it began pretty much. And then it just progressed from there. And I started getting my uh, individual lessons because of my degree that I was, you know, going after. And then um, after that, I started picking it back up. I started writing music. Um, I turned my music into, I mean, I turned my spoken word pieces. I was like, maybe I should try writing music. So I was, you know, playing around on my guitar. This is when Corinne Bailey Ray was like a fave of mine when I was younger. And, you know, this is when I was still sweet. So that's why I call it my anti-hero villain story. Because I was still green. I was sweet. I was so nice. And so, you know, I'm just writing all these nice little songs. And then um, I met my amazing voice teacher, Karen Nimarilla. And she, when I went in there, she was like, how did you do that? And I was like, what? And she was like, that. And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, she just did this thing nobody knows how to do. And she doesn't know how she did it. So then she essentially told me I was a fucking prodigy. So I was like, oh, really? So then, you know, I started, um, before I got to her, I was actually learning Queen of the Night, um, the magic flute. Yes. You know that song, right? And so I didn't know that, you know, you had to be a certain voice type to do that with a certain level of skill. Uh, Because I started with a previous teacher. She was, like, very nice, but, like, um, mild-mannered. So she didn't really, you know, Karen, she's very feisty. So I love her. Um, And after that, I was, like, bet. Like, I I had gotten over, can I sing? And I was, like, oh, I can sing. And then I made Venus. And Venus was kind of safe because it was my first project. But people love Venus. I was like, great, you know? And then I made Nightshade, which y'all are going to hear. And I'm screaming all over the place. No, we like, love it. I love it. So, so much that I knocked my mic down. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear on um have, did you listen to the weekend? Yes, yes, yes. The background yes. vocals. I'm going off in the back because that was my hypest song. And it was the song that has the least vocals because it's mostly like a sing-song rap. Right. But in the back, um, you know, it's like a yeah, yeah. I just woke up, so. No, that's awesome. That's all, that's all, and and we talk about that song a little bit later. I have some questions about that, but it's so funny how your origin story is almost the exact opposite of mine because the choir crushed my dreams. <laughs> I I do a lot. I always say I do a lot of things well, but singing is not one of them. And it's the thing I wish I could do the most. And when I was in college, same thing. One of my friends who could sing was like, hey, man, lots of hot girls in the choir and you like to sing. Let's go. And I'm like, I'm down. So we get in the choir. And I remember the song specifically was Kurt Franklin's You Are. And the uh, choir director is playing the piano and hits a few bars. And I, I sing the lyric and he stops and he goes, who is that? And I'm thinking, oh, I'm about to get a solo. So I step up very proudly, the Libra in me. It is I. And he's like, do you rap or play drums or anything else? And I was like, no, I, I, I don't do that. And he was like, okay, so we don't have a place for you here if you can't do anything like rap or, or play drums because that's what we need. 
and you can't sing. So I kind of did the Stewie Griffin American Idol tears. I didn't want to be part of your choir anyway. Oh my God. That's hilarious that your gift was discovered when my mine was crushed in the same boat. So that's awesome. Very not awesome. The, not the Libra singing trauma. I'm telling you, they did us real dirty with that. Like Real dirty, real <laughs> dirty, real dirty. And I, I had an artist tell me, hey, you have an excellent talking voice. You probably can. You just can't hear. But I'm like, no, I will never try again. The trauma is too great. It's too great. I will uh, tell you this. I'm going to tell you how much. The, the, oh, God, church could be so mean. Okay, so look, so there's a guy, his name is um, Norman Keyes, and he used to play the piano for Erica Badu. He had some part of uh, writing Tyrone, or, you know, he was there in the making okay. or something. But he was like, you're a soloist, because remember I told you I joined the church choir? Right. He was like, I want you to really sing this solo. I said, I'm not ready, right? So he's like, I was like, I'm not ready. I, I promise you, I'm not ready. He has, he he starts playing the damn song that morning. It was like on Easter. I don't know why it was so packed in there, but everybody decided to come to church that day. I got up there to sing that song. I was so nervous. I was like in key X. And I don't know where I was supposed to be. And they was just all looking at me. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> the church trauma is real. It's a real thing. So that's, that's a, I could do a whole series about that. I could, We could do a whole other spinoff show about Literally. church trauma. I'll take a note of that. That might actually be something we do here. It's kind of uh, fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you were talking about your debut album, Venus, that was released late last year. And it's a very, very sexy album. So, you know, we talk about... You know, the good girl, obviously good girl, God, bad. Tell us about what went into creating that debut album. And I'm saying that you wrote and composed either all or the majority of the songs. Yeah, I write everything that I put out. Um, awesome. And I was really scared about that because I was like, "Am I? is it capable for me to write songs by myself? And it's good, you know what I mean? So... You know, I, you know, I'm spiritual. So, you know, I'm getting readings. They were like, yeah, you don't need another writer. Cause I literally got readings to ask, should I find another writer? And they were like, no, you don't need to just make sure you like what you put out. It'd be fine. I'm like, okay, it worked. And I was like, all right. Um, so for that album, I really pulled on a lot of my like past experiences, a lot of the stuff that came from like my early twenties. Um, and some of the stuff that was coming from like my current relationship. So it was really a mashup of all of that. And then it was also kind of like a, what emotions have I experienced that are kind of like global, like relatable? Like what, what sentiments have I had? What feelings have I had that I've come across other people having too? And how can I convey that in a song where it's personal enough for people to be able to relate to it, but like broad enough for people to relate to it, to their specific situation? So that's basically where I came from with that. And I definitely feel mission accomplished. And what's your favorite track on that? Mine is Need to Know. I love the storytelling on that song. It's, it's very inspiring. I, I, I love it. It, it. it communicates. What's your favorite song on that project? Hmm. Or do you have My, one? I know some people say, oh, it's like children. I can't choose choose one. I, but if you I have siblings, like have everyone two. knows there's a favorite sibling. So <laughs> Yeah. So first, that's very, men love Need to Know. Like, literally, like, Every, like men love need to know. And I think the reason why is because I literally wrote that for my partner. That was something that we had went through that we were currently going through and like kind of freshly out, but still kind of in. 
And um, just to need to know, I softened it up on the, oh, you said you want to be with me. And I did that on purpose because I feel like sometimes women just don't know how to talk to men. Like, and so a lot of times, you know, men, their emotions aren't really considered when conflict is happening or when expression is happening and that's going to close anyone down so I feel like with me to know there was a balance of get your shit together but I'm still here I still love you but get your shit together I think that's why I'm like it so for me my favorite is um probably between my way and uh you fair enough fair enough and both of those are bots for certain for certain now we were we were talking about uh your new single weekend and that came out not too long ago I really like it. And we touched on it uh, a bit earlier. The energy is different. It's different from everything on Venus. It, it To me, it's like that turn up. Uh, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic. I got a, sh- I got a shot. I got a mask. I'm ready to get out. Uh, what inspired <laughs> that track and, and the musical evolution? And, and can we look more to that, more upbeat on your next project? Yeah. So there's a, that's layered. So the first thing is, that song is solely inspired by Chief Keef. It's actually a Chief Keef type beat I found on YouTube. I was like, this shit is so hard. Cause nice. I was like, I was listening to like, don't like, I was like on a don't like, like, you know, little phase. And I was just like, I want to make a song that makes me and every, and other people feel this hype, you know? So that's why I like, um, in the weekend, I'm like, looking so good. Make me want to fight a bitch. Cause I'm just like hype. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. When I heard it, I said, oh, this is different because I always like to review as much of the catalog of the artists that we talk to and, and you know, take notes. And I was like, oh, this is different. I, I need that energy. I feel that energy. So I, I love seeing that you're multifaceted and not, you know, a one trick pony at all. So it's super dope. Uh, now you talk about your new album coming out. What's the name of this new project? Nightshade. Nightshade. After- when can we After the that's a poison, flower. right? I was like, that's a poisonous flower, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm a nerd. Yeah. I remember it from some video game, Dungeons and Dragons or something like Love that. It. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was like, I heard a nightshade. Didn't know it was real, but awesome. Like, <laughs> do, do we, now I'm a little nervous. So I'm like, oh God, people can put this in my drink. <laughs> uh, do we have a release date or, or how far are we along in this album? Yeah, it's pretty much done. It'll probably, it'll release at the end of the year, sometime at the end of the year. So coming up soon. Um you know, that's why I called it a villain story because Venus was light. And the reason why this next project is going to be darker because it's really fucking personal. I mean, there are some very emotional songs on this album, but there's also some real cutthroat. Like, you know, Weekend gives a little bit where it's like, I'm going to go and fuck his friend and go back to him, you know? And then it's like a couple of other songs that are really giving like prowess, you know, it's giving like, seductress like am I gonna die um and I'm really for it and the reason why is because you know I went through a lot of shit um and like you know over like 2020 2019 like in the 2019 and 2020 and I saw some of the worst parts of people that I could see you know like you know that moment that you have where you're like damn you know like I can't believe they did that like you know and so it was like I was pushed in the corner in the darkness, but in the dark, I found my power and them bitches better run. And that's kind of like how I feel about that. I love that. I love that. You're definitely the anti-hero that rocks. And you're absolutely right. I think the last 
two years, we've really seen the worst of humanity. So I love taking that and turn it into something positive that can make people dance and make people feel emotion. So that is super dope, super dope. Now, if anyone follows you uh, and goes on your page, they'll instantly notice that there's some spirituality there uh, and that you're an extremely artistic person. And uh, like I said before, filled with Black girl magic. How important is that aspect to your life and your music and channeling that spirituality? Um, so I know that you shouldn't make anything your life, but it's my lifestyle. So it essentially is my life um, in the sense of it's my lifestyle. So I am a shaman. I come from a line of Native American medicine women. And I'm also Creole Haitian. And I'm a witch. I'm a big old witch. <laughs> so, you know, that goes into everything I do. You know, it's just who I am. And so, you know, I have a store for it. I have a whole career in spirituality um, already. So it's just who I am. A lot of times I'll channel different parts of myself. I'll, you know, just like really tap into myself, you know, and really like and dig deep, you know, and, and pull some shit out. I, sometimes I like, I have different practices. So for Venus, I actually recorded most of it in the dark. Nice. Yeah, nice. I recorded it in like a, just a pitch black room and I would actually turn the computer screen down um, when I was recording. So it was as dark as I could get it. And sometimes I put on shades. The reason why is because like I said, I found my power, my power in the dark, but there was a uh, meditation I learned by this uh, spiritual guru healer named Osho. Are you familiar with Osho? I'm not, no. Okay, so Osho is huge. And so Osho has a darkness meditation where it literally helps you face your shadow aspects, which neutralizes your fear of the dark, which neutralizes your fear of the unknown. So when I was like in my early 20s, I was looking crazy in the closet at my uncle's house and I was doing my darkness medication. And they was like, where's 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 that younger where's Dio? you know and i was like being crazy in the closet you know but it worked and it so but you know what i think happened with venus i really had to face the unknown i had to face those fears and it just felt like almost intuitively like right to record it in the dark and that's because i could be completely vulnerable you know there wasn't a light being shown on me i had to get out of my head i had to remove any extra stimulation. So most of the shit I do is in the dark, but some of it is also done under different colored lights. So to um, invoke certain energies. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it's important, especially for indigenous people, you know, Native Americans, African Americans, to know that when they say black girl magic or black man magic or or it's a real thing. Um, it's quite I, literally. It's quite literally a thing. And so definitely, I think that's an awesome aspect of your art and your personality. So also check out, we'll put this uh, when the edit comes out, richgirlmagic.com, which is the site that you run, I understand. So everybody check that out. I've checked it out. She has some awesome, awesome items up there. So Thanks. please, please, everyone check that out. Now, um, Besides the spiritual aspect, your sound is very unique. And so when I'm listening to it, I like to hear if I can find influences. And so uh, if it's a pop artist, if it's a pop artist, I'm probably going to hear Michael Jackson. If it's R&B, I'm probably going to hear 
maybe some Beyonce, maybe some Rihanna, maybe some, but your sound is very unique where it's all you, but it's dope. So usually I ask who's your musical influences and I know the answer. I don't in this case. So shop me. Who are, who's your Mount Rushmore? If, if Ioka is charged with making her Mount Rushmore music artist, who's the four? And then you get one honorable mention. Maxwell. Dope. Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's my favorite band in the whole wide world. Actually. Really? What's That's your favorite my song? Fa- uh, my favorite song is probably Road Trippin'. Uh, okay. A lot of people says Under the Bridge or, you know, California Cation or any of the Earl of Blood, Sugar Sets, Magic. But it's something about the melody to Road Tripping. It literally just, I can see me and Flea sitting in a, a 67 going down the California uh, roadway. So Road Tripping is my favorite Chili Pepper song. Absolutely. Seen them four times in concert. I love those guys. Love those. So that's two. My favorite. Okay, yeah. Oh, my favorite from them is uh, Porcelain. Ooh, beautiful. That's a yeah. beautiful. And which uh, which version? Because, you know, they've, they've gone through a lot of lineup changes. Are you a Dave Navarro Chili Peppers? Are you John Frusante or? Dave. Yeah. Give me yeah. Dave. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Great answer. <laughs> so let me see. The other influences. Hmm. You know, this is, is all right. So as I've been, see, because I feel like my my influence, I'm learning more about myself with my mm-hmm. second and third projects. So I would say my other two influences, I would say would definitely probably have to be like Erica Badu and I, I really, oh, let me think. You know, I really love uh, Little Dragon. I almost okay, feel like she's a bit of an influence. Yeah, she's actually, um, it's a band, and okay. they're from Europe. And it uh, has a little bit of a darker, she has a darker, smokier sound. And her music is a bit darker. And I really love that. So check her out. Well, that's an awesome, awesome Mount Rushmore, for sure, for sure. So... Uh, this has been a blast. I've loved getting to know you. I love getting to hear your origin story. I'm having a blast. But here comes the fun part. Are you ready for a little song association? Yes. All right. So the rules are simple. You play three rounds and you have 10 seconds to think of a song with the word in either the lyric or the title. So an example that we went on before line, if the word was star, uh, you could say twinkle, twinkle, little star. And that's a point. It's three rounds. So we, we're striving for perfection. We're striving for Do perfection. Do I get a prize? You you get the official Denmate stamp, which isn't worth much, but it means you're in the family <laughs> for life. So that, that that's kind of cool. We're kind of cool Thank here. You. We're kind of cool yeah. with the Denmates. So if you're ready, the first word is, let me set my timer. Us, U.S. I still can't believe it. It's been five years and a fistful of tears, a lot of fears and family happiness. Yeah, it's just a space. My song. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So that's one point. We're almost there. So word number two is hurt. H-U-R-T, hurt. Can I use a past tense? Yeah, sure. Any variation. And I can't believe you hurt it. 
okay, okay. That, 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 that song makes, I think, every person sing off key in the club. And so I'm glad that you were on key because I know I, I get my Keisha Cole on and I'm <laughs> Dogs are screaming, it's not good. All right, so we're at 66%. That's already a pass. Right now, this is just gravy. So word three, never, N-E-V-E-R, never. Never could say goodbye. MJ, MJ, there, there we go. That's 100%. So you get the Then meet Stamp, you are in the gang gang for life. So awesome. Gang gang. Absolutely. So we've learned so much about your music. Your vibe is unmatched. You're an official demate. The floor is yours. Let the world know your social media, where they can find you, and whatever you have going on, it's all on you. Okay. Well, follow me on IG at Ioka Music and on Twitter, underscore Ioka underscore. Follow my Spotify and SoundCloud too because new music coming soon. New music coming soon. So, Ioka, this has been a pleasure. You're dope, obviously. It's your dope. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're always welcome. When that new project comes out, we'll get you back on. You're always welcome here. We thank you so much for joining us here in the den. Everybody, please go uh, follow my girl. She has some great music. She has some great projects. She has some great items. Everything's for sale. It's dope. So please follow, follow, support. And as always, we thank you guys for joining us here in the den. It's your boy, Mars. It's your girl, Ioka. And as always, deuces. Peace. So like, comment, subscribe. The show's starting right now. Let's go. Like, comment, subscribe. The show's starting right now.